I was thinking, I, I just feel like telling you all about the 70 years of my life. <laughs> my, my wife jokes about uh, sometimes if I'm preaching too long that she's going to do this. <laughs> and uh, I, I give you that honor also. <laughs> I'm not going to preach long. Um, because God has been doing, <laughs> he's been preaching. <laughs> he's been preaching. I will tell you a little story <clears throat> tied to the gospel, and then we'll move on. Um, when uh, my middle name is Harrison, you probably didn't know that. No. No. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> my, my middle name is not important. Um, but my, my parents named me Harrison um, be, because there was a Dr. Harrison that lived down the road from where my parents lived. And so my parents had this vision that one day their son would be a doctor. <laughs> so they named me Scott Harrison Souders. Um, in other words, my, my, my parents had a, a hope for my life. And uh, my, my parents fed into my life in, in so many ways, protecting me, paying the bills, um, getting me into, through high school, getting me into college. Um, my, my parents were, were just, they were loving me, providing for me, trying to do everything that, that one day I would become a doctor. Well. It didn't happen. Um, I was horrible in science. Uh, I hated Latin. Um, the only thing I liked was sociology, anthropology, and history. Nothing to do with being a doctor. But, but the main point was that, that my parents always had a vision for my life. Um, as Claudia and I were raising our kids, uh, and, and Claudia would be pregnant, um, there, there, there was a thing that we would be praying for that unborn life. Uh, we'd be praying for, for that baby, and uh, once it was conceived, and, and praying for that baby, and, and we had hopes and, and desires in our hearts, and, and, and those desires of our hearts were things that we had a vision that, that our children would come to know Christ as Lord and Savior, that they would be filled with the Spirit, they would be filled with the love of God and serve the poor and serve all that the Lord would call them to serve. And, and they would become everything that, that God wanted them to be. And so our life was a lot of sacrifices because we loved each one of our kids so much and we wanted the best for them. We wanted them to, to enter into the fullness of their destiny. And, and thus they did. The reason I tell you this story, it's a story of love. And you as parents, those who are parents, know this story too. That, that God loves people. And, and God has a vision for people's lives. Um, it's a wonderful vision. Um, sometimes when... when um, uh, someone is giving birth, I, I have this picture of, of praying for them and, and seeing the joy of Jesus as, as that baby comes forth, that new life. 
and, and I see Jesus with all these hopes and desires and, and things he envisions for that life. It was the same thing in, in the gospel today of, about the vineyard and the tenants. It, it's talking about the, the, the owner, the master, being one of love and, and creating this vineyard, which we know was Israel and is Israel. And, and, and God's love for Israel, he had, has a vision, a, a, a thing that he wants to see Israel become and come into fullness of blessing. And so in the parable, you see how, how the, the master puts a, a fence around the vineyard. Uh, he, he waters it. He, he invests into that vineyard with the idea that that vineyard would one day produce fruit that would be in keeping with, with what the Lord's vision was for Israel. But it's not just for Israel. It's for the church. God has a vision for the church. And uh, I, I, I'm just blown away when I, I, I get into these scriptures. It just blows me away. It, it talks about, in, uh, Paul talks about in Ephesians, how, how, how the Lord brings the different pieces of the church together. And, and as those pieces are fit properly together, it, it talks about the, the presence of God and his glory, the presence of God filling that place, yes. filling that place. Yes. A church might be Episcopal, it might be uh, whatever, Anglican, it might be Baptist, it might be whatever name you want to put on it. And, and all of those things are important. And I love being an Anglican, and I, I love everything about it. But, but the, the main thing is the main thing, and the main thing is the presence of God. Yes. That God wants to fill his church with his presence. I, I sometimes look at the different uh, clever ads and stuff on, on signs, and I see churches just trying to come up with a way to beg people to, to come into the congregation. And... and uh, and so they'll try to highlight something they're really good at. But what would happen if a church became the church that God envisioned and that church was filled with the presence and the glory of God? It would be unbelievable. Um, uh, years ago, there, there was an evangelist, uh, Father Phil Zampino, with a great healing ministry. And he, he ministered at St. Luke's back in the day. And, and we had him at Holy Spirit. And I was horrified at first when this person made these posters to publicize Father Zampino coming. Because the poster had a picture of Jesus. And underneath it, it said, Jesus will be ministering at Holy Spirit Church, 825 East Bookdale. He will be accompanied by Father Zampino. <laughs> it wasn't about a person, a personality. It wasn't about people. It wasn't about a building. It was about, oh gosh, this is tough. The glory of the Lord, the presence of God coming to the church. God has a vision for individuals. I, I love this passage also in Ephesians. Let me read it. Uh, it talks about, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. 
It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God, God had a vision for each individual. No one was a mistake. No one is a mistake. No one is an accident. But, but each thing that God creates, God creates it saying this, this thing has a destiny. He says that of people, that, that when God creates people, individuals, cre has created you and me, he has a destiny, if you will, for each life. He has a plan, he has a thing in his mind for each life of what it would look like when they come into their destiny. And then God says, I not only call people to have a special destiny, and there are many, I mean, uh, my marriage to Claudia, that's part of my destiny, but there's so many other things that God has in his heart for individuals as they move with the Lord. And the Lord says that, that I not only call you with a destiny and create one for you, but he says, I will provide, I will give you everything you need in order to move in and live into the thing that I have called you to be about. He brings us to himself. He fills us with the Holy Spirit. He gives us gifts of the Spirit as we read in 1 Corinthians 12. He pours out his love. He pours out his life into us and so that we could enter in to the fullness of what he's called each individual to. There's a problem. <laughs> we get stuck. We get stuck. Um, age. I hear it all the time. We're an aging congregation. Tell Abraham and Sarah that. <laughs> We're an aging congregation. Oh, Lord, when will the young people come? When will they come? When will we see children running around? Okay, don't knock it. God's got that as part of his destiny for this church. But in the meantime, people that are not young, you didn't retire. The Holy Spirit does not age. The Holy Spirit doesn't get wrinkles, and the Holy Spirit doesn't get a bad back and arthritis. The Holy Spirit doesn't have a walker. The Holy Spirit is alive. He, he is powerful. He is God. And so, so the Holy Spirit comes upon us and fills us and, and that Holy Spirit, it's the same Holy Spirit that, that hovered over creation, over the waters when uh, creation was without form and void. And the Holy Spirit, it's a powerful thing, the Holy Spirit. Uh, last, a couple weeks ago, I, I had to repent. God woke me up, and I was uneasy. You know how it is when you're uneasy in your spirit? There, there's something not right. And as I prayed... The Holy Spirit started to speak to me that I had dishonored him. I had dishonored him by taking him for granted. 
for assuming because I was, quote, a charismatic, spirit-filled priest. So, and, and then the Holy Spirit started showing me times. Um, sadly, um, in the past year, when, when I gave in to man and not to God, the Holy Spirit. And, and so I repented. And it was strange because when I repent, I'm always repenting <laughs> to Jesus and the Father. But, but I realized I had wounded the Holy Spirit in a sense. And so the Lord led me into a time of repentance. But what came out of that time was a new thing of the Holy Spirit, a renewal of the Holy Spirit in my life. And, and, and hearing God with clarity like never before. Um, not that I, I always submit what I hear, I think is from the Lord to, to other people, especially my wife, <laughs> whose voice is just like the Holy Spirit. And it, it really is. So often the Holy Spirit speaks through Claudia. So, so, so at any rate, um, <laughs> pastor appreciation. <laughs> and so, so at any rate, uh, th this, this is so exciting. And, and um, I feel like I should be in a cage at times because I, I keep having this hunger for the presence of God. And I think, Scott, you just turned 70 years old. I was meeting with the bishop, and this can be on tape because bishop knows I talk about anything he says. And so um, at, at any rate, um, I was meeting with the bishop a few weeks ago, and he said, Scott, I have one more question. Have you retired? And I said, and he has the same problem with John, <laughs> Father John. Uh, it's not a problem, but he's trying to figure us out. Be, because supposedly we, we retired, but, but we're more active than ever in ministry. Yeah. More active than ever. It's great. Yeah, give a hand to the old guys. So, so, but, but, but the exciting thing is, uh, Bishop Ames, uh, having lunch with uh, he and Gretzky, and, and Bishop Ames was talking about healing ministry and, and stuff. And, and uh, we're, we're getting fired up in the Lord. Um, you guys don't know this, and I'll embarrass Blanche and, and Dorothy, press on. <laughs> but, but, but when I was rector at, at Holy Spirit Anglican Church, we, we had this Wednesday lunch ministry. <laughs> and, and Dorothy and Blanche would come down every Wednesday to do blood pressures and pray with people. Now, back then, they were in their 70s, was it? Well, a little bit older. Uh, but but, but they, they were senior citizens. But the Holy Spirit had an age. The Holy Spirit was just like the Holy Spirit was and always has been. The Holy Spirit that hovered over creation is the same Holy Spirit. That when people get old, they don't get an old version of the Holy Spirit. Okay? The Holy Spirit doesn't have a walker, you know? The Holy Spirit is God, the power of God. It's unbelievable who the Holy Spirit is. 
And, and, and so you have people like Abraham and, and Sarah, they're, <laughs> they're having a baby. That's not prophetic for anyone here. <laughs> but, 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 but they're having a baby. They're, they're, his ministry actually got going when he was 70. And so the enemy comes along and will want to say to people, after a certain age, it's time to retire. Uh, my back hurts. Um, I, I talk about meeting with older people and calling it an organ recital <laughs> because we go through how our heart is doing and lungs and liver and, and colon and, and you know the, the arthritis. But, but God says, that's true, you're older, but the Holy Spirit is not. The Holy Spirit is the same Holy Spirit. That's why it's so much fun hanging out with uh, John and Amy because, because we have, uh, well, I dye my hair this color, by the way. <laughs> yeah. but, but John and Amy, we have fun because it's a new season with Bishop Roger, with, with other people. Blanche gets excited at dinner. I, I mean, she, we live together and we look forward to dinner because Blanche always is, is, is kind of the cheerleader at times, and always has been, and, and her ministry doesn't decrease. Uh, Dorothy's doesn't. It's just unbelievable what God is doing. He has a destiny for each person. But Lord, I'm so young. I'm so young. I, how can I do that? How can I prophesy? How can I pray for the sick? I have no experience. Timothy would just crack up <laughs> hearing that. When Paul writes to Timothy, don't look down on your youth. Young people have not gotten a, a junior version of the Holy Spirit. They have the same Holy Spirit. They have the same stuff, the same, same one that, that hovered over creation. They've got the same one that the old people have got and the middle age have gotten. Uh, when I was a new convert at uh, Ashland University, it was during the Jesus movement, for, for those that go back that far, and, uh, and the Holy Spirit was moving on campuses. My uh, best friend wrote a book about when God moved on campuses, and it's a wonderful testimony, but, but people were coming to Christ so quickly, and so some of us who had just met the Lord were having to lead Bible studies. Yeah. <laughs> How do I do that? But God says, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is sufficient and we need to be discipled, we need to be trained, we need to be taught. But the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit and he fills us and, and if we surrender our lives to that vision, he fills us and will lead us into the destiny of what God has called me to. There's a bunch of young people coming to this congregation. I, I, we, we just know that. And, and uh, we see some of the first fruits, but there's more coming. Yes. And we celebrate that, but we don't have to wait to do the things of God. Right. We, we can jump in right now. That's right. I believe that there are people that have dormant gifts, uh, gifts that uh, the Lord has given you in the spirit. And for one reason or another, they, they went silent. I think we're in a season that the Lord wants to uncap 
those gifts and restore the things that have been spoken in the past. Sometimes when we're grieving, we go through grief, and, and sometimes that takes over our life, and, and so that which God has given us doesn't seem to flow as well. But the Lord says it's a time of healing. It's a time of restoration. And that as you and I enter in to what God is calling us as individuals to do, he's going to pour out more of the Holy Spirit. We're going to start ministering in fresh ways. Um, what does ministry in fresh ways look like? Um, there's a, a prayer of confession where we say, forgive us, Lord, for the things uh, we've done and left undone. Um, picture day was happening the other night. And uh, Claudia and Blanche and I came down to do the, do the picture thing. And, and uh, by the way, they do a nice job creating what isn't there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but, but here's Jim Fulton. Jim's been sitting at a table for a long time by himself. Jim, you had a jar of jelly beans or something? Is he here? What? You had Fruit Loops? What do I? Okay. And, and I was looking at Jim, and I thought, dang, he, darn. <laughs> That's an Anglican old English expression. <laughs> and, uh, um, and I looked at Jim, and, and I just had a burn for the guy, and I was thinking, you know, I, I think I'm supposed to go back and sit with Jim for a while. Maybe bring him something to eat. <laughs> uh, and I didn't. I got busy with something else. And so I ask your forgiveness, brother. Ministry can look that simple. That, that can be an anointing of the Holy Spirit to visit someone. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Listen, when diapers need to be changed, I don't have to ask God, God, is this your will? <laughs> you know? <laughs> when there's a need, when there's stuff to be done. When you see a need, God is saying, I'm showing you that need so that you can rise up and do that. Why can't older people teach Sunday school? Why can't older people uh, be in the nursery? Why can't older people do stuff? Why can't younger people do the stuff of healing? Why not? It's the same Holy Spirit. And, and the neat thing is, is this a wonderful picture, and uh, then I'm going to close because... Uh, I'll need oxygen in a minute if I don't. <laughs> um, it's, it's this wonderful picture where it talks about, <clears throat> so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in, in whom the whole structure being joined together in him, in Christ. St. Luke's is in Christ. In Christ, he, he, he brings the whole structure into being. He, he joins together each part. And as each part does the thing, and fulfills the destiny that God has called them to at St. Luke's. He promises it will become a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. 
that's already happened. Uh, I, I just love our liturgy. Um, when, when, when we uh, uh, process in with the cross, that cross is a living symbol of the presence of Christ entering. Now, he was here before, but we need our attention uh, to focus on that. There's, there's these wonderful things, the sacrament, uh, Holy Eucharist, that it's the real presence of God. Um, the prayer ministry over here, this is the presence of God. In the worship this morning, the presence of God was so active in the gifts of the Spirit, the presence of God in the nursery, in, in Sunday school, in whatever ministry you could think of. But the more that you and I enter into our destiny in this church, the more we're going to be able to see the presence of God. There won't be room, friends. There won't be room. I felt the Lord was also uh, saying today, don't settle for less than what God has in store. Don't settle for less than what God has in store. Don't settle for counterfeits. Don't settle for anything less than what God has called you to. If, if you find yourself settling for less, flee. Flee. Flee to the presence of God. Flee to the presence of God. Final scripture. I, I mean, the Holy Spirit has preached this word already. Why am I, why did I prepare? <clears throat> Here's the word, and, and Dan hit it earlier. Uh, the Lord hit it through Dan. Uh, Romans 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Just as a final side note before we pray, um, this morning we're going to do something different with the prayer ministry. Um, what we're going to do, uh, Bishop Ames and Gretzky, I talked to them because uh, they're on fire for healing right now. They always have been, not just right now, but more and more in the future. Right? Right, brother? I mean, your grace. And, and uh, Joy and, and Betty are a prayer couple and Claudia and Scott, our prayer couple. And what we're going to do after communion with the prayer ministry is we're going to ask people to come up who want to encounter God in a fresh way. And, um, and, and so uh, you can come up, but if you have a need, don't tell us the need. Be because we figured out the Lord knows about it already. He knows about your prescriptions. He, he knows about your physical therapy. He, he knows about it all. But, but for this Sunday, uh, not to tell anyone, but to need it. And, and then the prayer couple, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to be like the friends of the paralytic. We're, we're going to open a hole in the roof and lower you down into the presence of Jesus. 
and then Jesus is going to minister to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. He's going to minister to you. And, and, and so uh, uh, prayer couples might have some words or visions, and, and they'll share those. But, but we're going to make this uh, about an encounter with the presence of God in a new way, in a fresh way. So you might not have a need, but you have this thing that, man, I, I need more. So that can happen today. Now we're running way over. And I, I, I am a bad uh, uh, type. <laughs> yeah, and there's only green cake out there. We don't know why it's green. Yeah, yeah. We're, the fields are ripe, right, they're green, ripe for the harvest. So, so after communion, if uh, you, you need to run and all that stuff, uh, that, that makes sense. I understand it. We understand it. Well, Dan doesn't, but I do. <laughs> we understand. But, but uh, this is a special day. Uh, you might mark this day down in your calendars as the day when something shifted a little bit. Um, years ago, I had this vision of my church, um, the Holy Spirit, and I pictured the church, and the sun is always shining the same, but I pictured the Lord shifting the church so that it came more in direct line with the sun. And I, I, I kind of wondered this morning if there's a little shift happening here, that we're coming into a more clear experience of the presence of God. Let's pray. Father God, we bless you. Thank you for, for your love. Thank you, thank you for your love for Israel. How you love your chosen people. And Lord, thank you that you're ministering to them. We thank you, Lord, that as is true in the parable about the tenants and uh, the owner of the vineyard, that, that you're a God that puts fences around people, churches. You supply what they need. You cover them. You fill them with your goodness that they might walk in the destiny that you've called them to. God, I, I just... Let's bless you for this church. I bless you for the history of this church. Um, I, I was doing some study this week about the history of St. Luke's and, and how there's a fellow by the name of Harvey Firestone. And uh, uh, Harvey didn't want to drive into Akron to get to an Episcopal church, so he thought, well, why not uh, make one? And uh, called St. Luke's, a little mission. And Harvey didn't know it, but he was participating in your destiny for this church. <laughs> Harvey didn't know it. But, but thank you for Harvey. Thank you that he had that burden. Um, Lord, thank you for all the other things that have happened to this church over the years, the, the richness of, of the healing ministry, of the power, of, of being a center uh, at one time of charismatic renewal uh, in the Episcopal Church. And, it has such a rich history, Lord. Thank you for all the ways you've protected it and you've filled it with your spirit. But God, um, we want to be like, uh, we, we want to press on. 
we want to press on. We, we want to take hold of that for which you've taken hold of us. We want to take hold of the destiny that you have for this church today, but also for tomorrow. We, we thank you for the young people that are going to be running around here and kids and, and the excitement. And, and some of us are going to be mad at uh, Andrew because he's not controlling the kids. And uh, Lord, but, but we're going to be excited. We're going to be excited by what you're doing. Yeah. But thank you, God, that uh, we don't have to wait. The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you have not aged a bit. You are God, God the Holy Spirit. So, so Holy Spirit, if any ways that uh, we have suppressed you, any ways that uh, we have uh, left things undone, um, Holy Spirit, we're, we're sorry. And, and we just, as Paul spoke about Romans, we just uh, present ourselves as living sacrifices to you, Lord, today that, uh, Lord, there's a destiny for our lives in this church that come together today. And, Lord, that you will uh, put a hunger in our hearts for the, the things that you're calling us to, whether it's out on the streets or, or it's sitting with Jim Fulton <laughs> through the watches of the night. Uh, Lord, whatever it be, that changing diapers, uh, Sunday school, uh, Lord, whatever ministry, uh, ministry of welcoming, of ushering, of presence, Lord, that, that we enter into the fullness for each one of us because as those stones come together, we know your glory and more of you and your presence will fill the temple. We bless you for it, Lord. We, we thank you for all of these things that, that you're about. And, and uh, we, we just say, keep on, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that the best is yet to come, as my brother Bishop Ames would say. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.